What's up guys? Welcome to How Things Go Viral. You got Bryce Jurgi here. Skylar Bruner. And today we are pumped to introduce to you Boston McConaughey. He's not with us yet, but this guy uh, like does everything. Yeah, so Boston from Freaking Rad. Um, they've got uh, 89,000 subscribers. Um, some of their most notable videos that you've probably seen, Halo vs. Predator uh, or Halo vs. Destiny live action battle. These guys, so one reason we're excited to have Boston is because one of their videos that has multiple million views also has a 90% retention rate above that. That's amazing. So they make amazing quality for big brands or even just for themselves that it, they can they can work on any kind of budget and make amazing stuff, but high production, high quality, and definitely viral material. So we're gonna bring him on here, and we're hoping that he'll share uh, a little bit of his uh, strategy of, of how he was able to do that on on his video. So. Yes, here we go. All right, here with Boston. Boston, we mentioned a little bit about you to our listeners, but just want to say, give you the floor. How would you describe what you do in your channel, freaking out? Uh, just like soul crushing, <laughs> it's just, just a mistake. Um, no, I, uh, I'm kind of, I'm one of three creatives on the channel um, right now. Uh, we kind of set out with this, this passion, this idea of creating eventually original content and then quickly discovered that YouTube does not really care about how original you are. Um, but they do uh, reward you in that it's the biggest network to showcase your work on the planet, right? So it's it's the place you want to go if you want to get work seen. So I, you know, just try to be creative, and I like creating sci-fi action adventure videos and things like that. So we've been essentially going at it for a few years, um, and it's funny, kind of a few years on and off. It took like a two-year break while I was working at a few other companies. Um, so my background in terms of my independent channel in Freaking Rad is it's been a long haul. Um, but during that time, I've worked for, you know, larger companies uh, just basically doing YouTube videos, YouTube marketing. Big uh, companies. Yeah, I just uh, I spent the last year and a half working at Google Cloud um, and working on a show for one of their YouTube channels. And yeah, it's, it's been kind of a, a long journey, but I've learned a lot about ultimately how you can be successful or not on YouTube. Uh, yeah, that's so maybe we should get into some of the... Yeah, that's awesome. And I noticed, so we're doing this podcast right now for all of our listeners. We also are live streaming in our Facebook group, How Things Go Viral. So to get into that group, just go to howthingsgoviral.com. And we have a lot of gems that we've learned on creating viral content as well as getting you into this inner group. And those who are in our live stream, we can now see your comments. So if you have specific questions for Boston, for any of us, comment below and, and we'll address those. Um, but yeah, should we just go ahead and get started? Tell us about. Yeah, you've got. One, yeah, go ahead. You've got eighty-nine thousand subscribers, mm -hmm. over eighteen million views across twenty-five videos. Um, like, yeah, twenty-five which, videos have brought you over eighteen million views. That's yeah. impressive. And it's that's probably awesome. even closer to say that like five of our videos brought those eighteen million views. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but, yeah, that's fair. Which yeah. means they well, went viral. <laughs> so yeah. which one was which video was your first viral video? Would you say? Yeah. So. Our, we, we joined, you know, probably was, I don't know, 2012, I think, is when we first started launching. And our first three videos were viral and increasingly viral. Um, the first one we did was a Star Wars motocross video. Then we did a Star Wars skiing video. Um, and then we did this video called Halo vs. Predator, and that's when it kind of really took off. Um, and that Halo vs. Predator is now, I think, over 9 million views. Um, but it basically was a quick, I think it grew to about 400,000 really quickly, 
And then over the next you know four years that it's been online, it has increasingly gotten you know twenty million or twenty thousand views a week or somewhere around there. So it's it's still getting viewed a lot. Wow. Um, it's definitely our more our most successful one. Um, some of our more faster growing ones later, we did Halo vs Destiny um, and uh, How to Survive a Bear Attack in VR. There's a couple of like you know <laughs> fun ones, but yeah. So some of those we had a legit bear. Yeah, 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 a full a full uh, actual grizzly bear. Was that here video. in Utah? It's yeah, Heber, Utah. Yeah. So, so if anybody wants to rent a bear for a day, they can go contact Say Boston. <laughs> you could spend you could spend your life savings and then yeah. Um, <laughs> but that was an interesting one. Yeah. So yeah. Done a, done a few a few fun fun projects that have taken us to weird places with weird exotic creatures. So yeah. that's awesome. Well, a couple hopes with this podcast is that people can hear authentic stories of what really went down in the background. Uh, like, h- how did it go viral? And then we can pull some gems from that as well. So, yeah. did you expect? Did you expect yeah. it to go viral? Which the Halo vs Predator? Yeah. Oh, it was totally a goal. Like at that point, I had worked on. Um, so, I, so I basically got my YouTube start working for Aura Brush, which was, it's kind of big within the Provo, Utah, like YouTube community, people know about it, um, but it's this tiny little company really that had this idea to market this ridiculously strange product, which is a tongue brush, on YouTube and just use YouTube as a platform for it. Uh, and it was incredibly successful. I would actually say my first viral video came from working for that company. I did a man on the street video where we had this bad breath app and basically um, the, the talent, Austin Craig, basically walked around and had people breathe into his cell phone and then clicked a button that would either tell them if he had good breath or bad breath, right? And of course, the, when they had bad breath, it was a hilarious you know, ending. So, yeah, so basically, um, you know, that, that video, it was like funny because, you know, you had these natural reactions of people on the street having a cell phone tell them that they had horrible breath, right? <laughs> was I, it rigged? It, it, it was, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The app is totally a joke, you know, <laughs> like you either click, you, where, depending on if you click on the top or the bottom of the button, it'll tell you if it's good breath or bad breath. So you could tell a cute girl she has really bad breath and that's really funny, right? Yeah. So, um, so we went, went around funny. and did that. That video got like 2 million views and I wasn't even aware of it. I think I found, like I posted it, whatever, and like kept moving on, was in school. And then like a month later, they're like, oh yeah, did you know that video went viral? And I was like, oh no, I didn't. <laughs> I, okay, cool, yeah, cool. But that was my first taste and I said, well, I guess there's, there's really a strategy and a formula to this. And so I w- charged into freaking rad saying, I'm going to like, you know, do my best to like kind of capitalize on that formula and then make these videos that'll hopefully go viral. So when, when we had that initial success, I felt awesome about it. You know, I was like, we're doing it. You know, this is gonna, this is gonna be the future for me forever, yeah. Um, but like, to, do you want to break down a little bit more about like Halo vs Predator or anything like that? Or yeah, what it, I guess pre-production wise, because everyone here, it is great hearing like what you did or how it went viral backside, like after, right? Okay. Hindsight's twenty twenty. What did you do beforehand that you felt contributed to that? Yeah, I think really what I've the biggest lesson that I've learned and um, talking about kind of just how we've approached all of our videos in the last couple of years has been with this idea of what I like to call clickable, watchable, shareable, right? And the idea is you, you need all three of these things to really have success you know, online, but the virality you're talking about, right? Clickable just comes down to competing with all the other things that you could click on in a day, right? You got a billion ads coming at you, so many options of what you could view online, and you need something that's gonna get, you know, grab someone's attention. So I think the biggest, thing we can attribute to Halo versus Predator's success is we have this thumbnail, 
it looks familiar, right? It looks like the Alien versus Predator, except you've got like you know a Master Chief type character in there. And then we have this simple title that's Halo versus Predator. It's very clear what that is. And so people who love Predator, who love Halo, are going to look at that and they're going to say, "Wow, I want to see." This video, I want to see, you know, what this is all about. So that's clickable. So that, yeah, the clickability, right? That's, I mean, it's like, you know, there's there's a million ways to grab someone's attention, but like, and I get in arguments with people about how clickbaity, you know, I'm willing to become. It's like, <laughs> I don't care. I just want to get people in to watch my video. So I agree with that. If you yeah. feel like you have good content, you should go to every measure to get people to click on it. Don't yeah. be dishonest about no, that. Yeah. That's that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really important because like once you once they've gone in and they've, they've if we had Halo versus Predator and you go in there and there's not a single character from Halo in your video, yeah, then that's dishonest. People dislike and that's not that's not going to help. So that bridges into where the watchable piece comes to. You have to know what people are going to want to click on and then how to give them content that maybe isn't quite what they're expecting, but is delivering on your promise with that click. Mm -hmm. And so with that, with, you know, and what I've seen for more success than anything is in terms of watchability, you just need to have constant, like uh, my, my wife likes to use the term relentlessly entertaining content, right? And I think she grabbed that from a podcast um, called uh, Happier in Hollywood. But basically this idea that you need to just Pound the viewer with whatever entertaining content it is. It doesn't have. It could be cute. It could be funny. It could be dramatic. It could be scary. Whatever it's going to be, you know, within with Halo vs Predator or with Halo vs Destiny, which are our top viewed videos, we try to put within two to five seconds a gag or a line, an explosion, something that would keep the viewer invested. Every two and a half seconds. Every two, two seconds to five seconds. Okay. So yeah. let, let's, let's actually go there, because you have a video that has, what, a 90% retention? Yeah. And you specifically like had a strategy and a plan for that. So let's go to that. Like, was that Halo, was that? Uh, Destiny, for Halo vs. That Destiny. was Halo vs. Destiny. So tell us about that. Yeah, so Halo vs. Destiny. 90% um, retention rate, by yeah. the way, guys. And it's got uh, how many million Over views? Over five million views. Five and a half million views at 90% retention rate. Huge. That's five. crazy. I didn't know it was up to five and a half. That's cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Good to yeah. Um, yeah, but the, the whole idea was we had you know three, three characters from Halo and three characters from Destiny, two popular franchises, both built by Bungie, actually. Um, and now 343 Studios with Halo, but um, basically those characters were going to face off. So there's a lot that those games had in common and a lot that those characters could do. We decided we're going to write as many of those things and jam-pack them into a minute and a half or however long the video is. Um, and so we scripted it out, we wrote it out, and we basically tried to... Uh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to try to <laughs> We tried to really just push the content um, at the viewer at the pace that they needed to to view it to stay consistent So literally he walks in within five seconds. There's a line then there's a dialogue then there's a switch Then there's another character saying something and even during the battle sequence. It's gag 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 every and if you snap your fingers during the video, you would see every two to five seconds There's something happening and coming at the viewer. So you guys strategically planned each beat yeah every two to five seconds whether it was a gag a line or Something to keep people viewing. Just yeah, they I keep, love that. keep them That's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That's huge. What else? So then, then comes down to you know, how do we how do we really push that out there and shareability? And that's that's more. I mean, we can look at that for that one video, but really all of our videos. Um, I think I was saying at one point, maybe at the very beginning, that like I came into YouTube thinking I was like, oh, I'm going to do like original content. People are going to love my originality. 
which I think is still a goal, but when it comes down to it, YouTube is a, is a great place to see and, and work with established fan bases, right? Um, all the most popular videos that you see out there are either, you know, there's, a ta there's talent in it that people recognize, it's a famous singer or a famous vlogger or just someone who's, you know, there's, there's, there's that, or it's a genre or a property, an IP that they're familiar with, Halo, Destiny, those are, they already have established fan bases, you know, and so what we've done is try to take from establish and even just comedy or sketches that can be an you know something that's something something that someone's familiar with. So every time we reach for shareability, we try to reach an audience that's looking for a tool to share with their friends, right? People who want to share Halo vs. Destiny, they love both games, or they love one game, hate the other, or they have friends who love one game and hate the other, and they want to be able to take it and use it to say, hey guys, you know that conversation we had last week about Halo versus Destiny, which game's better? Here's a video that says exactly what I was saying. And you know, someone looks at that and say, actually it's saying exactly what I was saying, and it helps build and give them an opportunity to continue you're, their conversation. You're giving them uh, social currency Exactly. They can and an opportunity, yeah. which I think a lot of creators now do that accidentally, where they're like, "Oh, fidget spinners are trending. I just need to do something with fidget spinners." Right. And they think it went big because they caught a trend. What are fidget spinners? The. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he got you. In, it's true. In addition to yes, it's trending, but it, it's a, it's an opportunity. So I can be like, "Oh, well, did you see what this person did with this fidget spinner?" And I don't think a lot of creators connect the dots of. I just created a conversation opportunity for someone online with my content. Exactly. And I love how you've mastered that with this stuff. Yeah, I hope I've mastered it. I'm getting closer. I mean, it's, it's always a working thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So we've got uh, two questions uh, from Bradley Davis. The first one was uh, he wanted to know how much of it was planned on the back end versus what was the question? Uh, like back end with setting it up online. Yeah. Versus content. Versus content. So what's the question? Like you create amazing content, yeah. now how much weight goes to the tags and the description and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean there's there's definitely, I think I've always approached it from the end in mind saying like what, you know, our tags are gonna be there already and we're gonna search for it. I think, um, yeah, when you get, that comes down to more of a clickable piece of it for me. And so um, a lot of times I've, Honestly, when it comes to like descriptions, I just follow some really simple rules. Make sure that things are like keyword dense, mm -hmm. you know, and and look at what's trending. I don't try to. Generally, I try to find something that I'm going to want to invest in. The reason being, freaking rad is designed very differently from most YouTube channels. Um, we're basically using YouTube to sell our services as content creators, right? And sell our services as showing we can do high quality, high production. Um, and with that in mind, we run into the problem that we can't publish every day, and you know it's a struggle to publish every week or every other week, um, at least that high quality content that we want to produce. So that being said, I don't go in looking for what's trending that moment or what's trending, because that can change really quickly. I just try to find something that I'm willing to dedicate my time to. I can spend a month, I can spend two months on this project and I'm still going to enjoy it, or I will enjoy it somewhat after two mm -hmm. months. Um, yeah, right. yeah. But, you know, so that's, that's basically my approach. So I guess in, maybe in answer to that question, I'm not always focusing on what do I think will just do well. I have to find something that will, you know, that I will enjoy making. So Which I think personally feeds into the quality of your content. Because when I watch stuff from Freaking Rad, it is easy to engage with that content yeah. and enjoyable. So your passion comes into it. Okay. Rabbi? Yeah. Um, 
So, yeah, for, to answer that question, I feel like my experience has been very similar to you guys um, in that I started like with one company, uh, you know, a tongue brush company, and then I moved on to selling, you know, the Color Run, and then a very, various like other 5Ks employed me for a while. That led me into like doing a fitness brand, you know, and helping sell these, uh, you know, sports supplements. All this was YouTube marketing, and then eventually that landed me a career at Google Cloud. Um, and they're very much like a B2B, they are yeah. like the B2B company, right? And so, um, you know, when it comes down to it, I don't think the approach you have to take is any different when selling to a business as, as being an individual creator. And that's something I'm trying to figure out like right now. Um, but the key is what can you give your audience that, that they will appreciate, that's a tool for them, you know? And I think we're at a point where we want businesses to deliver us an experience, right? Where we want them, we want, if it's Levi's, you know, we don't want them to just like sell us Levi's. They, we want them to tell us what it means to own Levi's, you know, mm -hmm. and give us and give us the experience of what's a Levi owner, right? Like, um, and so I don't know if this like is a great answer to the question, but my experience is generally you've got the money when you're a business to do something really, you know, creative, and you should take that opportunity to not force a product on anyone, you know. You should take that opportunity to then give someone what they're looking for online, which is that opportunity that we talked about. I like that. Cool. That's solid. So we gotta wrap it up here. We try to keep these things uh, under 20 minutes, but there's just so much to talk about. Um, I guess you know one question, then I want to wrap up with the last question. But you know, what have you learned from going viral, mm -hmm. and how is that impacting? Uh, I guess your current ambition. Yeah, I think um, I think the biggest thing that I've learned, the biggest takeaway, is not to uh, rely on virality for my living. Right. Um, I think if your if your goal is to just make videos that go viral, right, you're going to be very frustrated, um, and you're going to be let down. When, like if, if you don't have anything else going for you because you can't ultimately control how the internet's going to react right or how the world's going to react to what you're creating um, and things that you don't expect to go viral may and things that you expect to go viral won't be as big of a success um, and that's just the way it is so you need to figure out a way to and this is this is for me what I'm trying to figure out is how can I take my skills and use YouTube really as my advertising platform Right? Like, what am I trying to advertise? Am I just trying to advertise my skills as a filmmaker, you know, which is what I am, or am I trying to advertise my my audi my audience, my ability to influence people, you know, or am I trying to just advertise a product that I care about, you know? Um, all of those things, you know, are a, are an additional revenue stream to just creating content to entertain, um, and that might be like people might say, no, I just want to be a pure artist. And I, I hate to say it, like, after, you know, spending so many years of just, like, I'm just going to pursue the art, like, that's not exactly what the internet is. So, <laughs> so if you, if you, it might be a harsh awakening, but, like, you can still be an artist, you can still be independent, you can still say what you're going to say, um, but you have to learn how to communicate in this sphere, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, one thought on that, if your goal is to go viral every video, part of going viral, like you said, is you have to give a conversation piece. So you have to do something completely different. And if it's the same every time, it's not gonna, so you have to have this hub content strategy or uh, something to yeah. sell. 
yeah. with that as well. And I, I don't think virality should be uh, you your, know, end goal. your end goal. You know, I think it's a mean to the end. I think it's a tool in the toolbox. I think there's lots of different uh, marketing strategies. Uh, whatever it is you're trying to do, grow an audience, a channel, sell a product, you know, virality is one tool in the toolbox to do that, right? So, well, cool. Thanks, yeah, Boston. No, thanks for having hey, me, guys. This is, this is really great. Um, one thing that I really loved was that you talked about uh, clickable and watchable and shareable. I think that was a huge, huge, huge uh, and then also the strategy, how you like strategically placed like beats in your video yeah. to keep people engaged. I think that's amazing. So where can people find you? You're part of a team. Where can they get all of you? Yeah, so Freakin' Rad, uh, it's F-R-E-A-K-I-N space R-A-D. If you just search that online, we pretty much are the front page, but that's our YouTube channel, that's our Twitter, that's, our, that's all of our social media tags, so you can find us there. Boom. Well, thanks guys for tuning in again this week's How Things Go Viral podcast. Definitely had a good time chatting with Boston. There are more members on his team, freaking rad. So definitely check them out. Their content's amazing, and you'll learn something as you go and do that. Yeah. So some quick, uh, quick takeaway, and we just kind of, you know, did this with Boston. But uh, you know, clickable, watchable, shareable. You know, making sure that your content, you know, fits in those three categories um, to get the most views and engagement that you can. Um, I thought that was a super valuable tip that mm -hmm. you gave. So. so good. So true. So guys, if you have any content that has gone big or um, gone viral, reach out to us. Call in. We'd love to have you on the show. We don't even have to be with you physically. We can just call you and connect. Also, we were live streaming in our closed Facebook group, and the group is called How Things Go Viral. To get in that group, um, you can just join by going to howthingsgoviral.com. And we actually have a checklist and an ebook on principles to apply to your next content to have that go viral. And then you can get in the Facebook group as well, where we're like facilitating an environment for people to learn from one another about how something they did went viral or what they're doing to create something to go viral. And it's really candid, and everybody on there is just, we're all learning, we're all, uh, you know, asking questions and, and helping one another and giving opinions. So it's just, it's, it's a great safe group where you can feel comfortable sharing your opinion or you know getting advice if yep. that's what you want and again as you guys know this isn't a flashy course we're using anchor and then putting this on google cast and apple podcast um call in we love the social interaction of anchor if you have thoughts or questions um, but we just want to give you meat and good substance every week so thanks for tuning in catch you guys next time bye